Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. All right, everybody. Welcome to Monday, April 22nd, the uh, um, Monday in the octave of Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. And uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. Never take uh, uh, that for granted. And we have this show. And we start in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Take God, thanks for letting us have this show. Thank you for letting me have my son working with me um, uh, and letting this be like a family affair. And pray that our uh, I will continue to make the sport of soccer grow, especially during the off season, when uh, when really we need to be working the hardest. Um, we ask your blessings, and um, we ask all this through Christ's name. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, everybody. Um, today we're going to be talking about recruiting. Okay, we talked about recruiting last week, and I appreciate y'all letting me have Holy Week off. Um, I really needed to focus on that, and. Um, uh, it's, it was a great Holy Week for me. I hope it was for you. I've gotten better um, spiritually in the last couple of weeks, and and I hope that you've gotten stronger as well. It's never too late to get stronger, and it's always the time to, to work to get better. But um, we put the radio show aside for a week, and so I get a lot of these other things in order. And um, and um, I was hoping that most of y'all wouldn't be listening to the radio, be going to church or focusing on your Holy Week activities, okay? And uh, uh, we had a really, really blessed Triduum, uh, at least I did, and uh, I hope that you did as well. But um, on the last show um, two weeks ago, we kind of talked about uh, 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 recruiting from the playground point of view, you know, uh, what you can't do, what you can do uh, when it comes to these tryout periods that are right up, right, right. It's already, it's already started with some of the age groups. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to turn our attention to the LHSAA and what you can and can't do, because right now, y'all, uh, you see it on the, we, you see it at the tournaments and you're going to see it at state cup that people are, uh, people just don't know the rules. They don't know what they can do and what they can't do. And since the rules of high school, uh, soccer recruiting are different than, than playground or a uh, club soccer recruiting, then you, then you're dealing with all of those issues and all the confusion that, that happens there. When can you talk to a person about, uh, getting them to play for you? Okay, on the team that you're interested in getting them to play for. How can you do it? Okay, what are your limitations? And it doesn't help that a lot of the rules are vague um, or enforced differently. Um, and it's very confusing. So uh, I've noticed throughout the, throughout the, um, a couple last couple of years, you know, I I try to stay away from talking about De La Salle athletics because it's not a De La Salle show. This is a state show, and I think if you have been listening all year long, um, I almost do that to a fault. Uh, but our athletic director Ryan Manali, uh, I'm going to have him on the show after the after we uh, pay our bills, and he's going to give us his spin on what he thinks is legal and illegal recruiting and the challenges that we face as coaches. And make no mistake about it, as parents, okay, um, there's different rules how parents can operate on the on the sidelines from a club point of view as opposed to from a high school point of view, 
All right. Uh, from a high school point of view, there's just tons of laws about the coach or the school representative and what they can and cannot say or do on the sidelines. Whereas uh, from from a club point of view, there's really no recruiting that should be going on from the parents or the players. So you can have on one half of the field somebody, some son of a player of a school talking to a bunch of parents about the school, and that's totally legal if they're doing that, you know? And uh, whereas on the other side, uh, if you have a kid who's talking about his club and trying to convince you to take your kid out of the club they're presently in and bring them to another club, how that is illegal. And then the rub of all of this is, how are you going to prove any of this? Okay, uh, uh, that's really one of the biggest problems of all because it's got to be documented. Uh, the rules can't be confused. And I find that uh, when it comes to high school recruiting, uh, first of all, I don't do any club recruiting. You're not going to see me out there um, uh, encouraging my players to talk to other players or, uh, you know, for my my club, Soccer Innovations of America. And, and usually when it comes to high school soccer, I, I try to stay 10 feet behind the rules. In other words, I don't even want to push the envelope, all right? Uh, um, my attitude towards recruiting is a real simple one. A lot of people don't like it, but uh, if you want kids to come, take your time, build your program from the ground up, make it a quality program, and just having it organized and having it uh, – uh, exciting and fun to be around uh, will draw kids to your program. And it usually takes about five years. I'm on my third and last round here at De La Salle. I did it at Brother Martin. I did it at Shaw, um, where you build winners from the ground up. Some people, however, just want to win now. And when you want to win now, uh, um, usually recruiting is, is the result. Okay, I think that's why we have a public-private split. A lot of people didn't pay their dues uh, throughout um, throughout a lot of their time um, um, trying to make their programs that were brand new on, on the scene. All of a sudden, there were state championship teams, really. Uh, there's no way in the world uh, um, anybody's just going to sit back and just say, oh, yeah, that just happened magically. Without, when you, Kids now have so many options between the public, the charter, and the private schools that are out there. Um, it, the competition is, to say it's fierce, is a gross understatement, uh, especially since Katrina in the New Orleans area. And, y'all, look, uh, you want to study Louisiana athletics, I think Katrina is the dividing line between this modern um, – era that we're in and the era that we had previously. It really, really is. Katrina made everything tighter. Uh, Katrina, Katrina made the competition fiercer. And, uh, and we're still not done with it, trying to figure out how we're going to deal with this. I hope one day we won't have any more public-private split. But uh, as of right now, that's where we are in all the sports except for our wonderful sport, uh, which I'm so blessed and thankful for that we don't have 13 state champions, but we only have four per gender. And and uh, and I, I want to enjoy this year because it could happen at any time at any convention. And so uh, I want to make sure – uh, by the time you finish listening to the show, if you're a high school uh, uh, soccer enthusiast, that you know when you finish listening to the podcast tonight what you can do, what you cannot do, and no wiggle room whatsoever in between. Okay? 
So when we come back, we'll be talking to Coach Manali, who's the athletic director at De La Salle. He's at the end of his first full season as the athletic director. Uh, and and we've had a lot of teams make the playoffs, so he hasn't been just on the outskirts. He's been in the fray, uh, seeing all these different sports. And, and he's taken an interest in soccer. He was on the sidelines of, my, of our playoff game, and uh, uh, which I've never had before. Uh, an athletic director really just sitting there and, uh, and really being – present, uh, interested about what's going on in the game, and uh, and interested in evaluating the coaching, quite frankly. And uh, um, it's, it's deeply appreciated to have that kind of interest, and I pray that all of y'all who are out there coaching can could have that kind of um, support um, if you don't have it yet already. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, high school recruiting on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the head soccer coach at Dulles High School for the boys. Going to be doing some work with the girls this year. And also, uh, I'm the director of coaching of Soccer Innovations of America. We'll see you after the break. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131. It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must-have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go, wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 1015. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And we're really blessed to have on the line with us right now the athletic director and head football coach of De La Salle High School, Ryan Manali. Welcome to the show, Coach. I'm glad to be here, Coach. I'm glad you have, have, have me on. Well, it's kind of weird to uh, interview your boss, but I'm going <laughs> to do the best I can with it. Look, uh, I've, I've been on the playgrounds now for a month since soccer season's over with, and there's different ideas about what recruiting is and recruiting is not. And and uh, I would like you to clear it up from an athletic director point of view. What can a coach of a high school soccer team do and not do uh, on a playground, especially during a tournament um, that's going on where almost every kid from every school in the area is attending? Well, when you find the exact answer on that, let me know. Because oh, okay. I hear so many different things, too. But no, what, you know, basically, what, 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 from everything I know uh, over the years of being around is uh, there's nothing wrong, and, and, and I, I enjoy going to watch youth ball especially in the sport I coach, but there's nothing wrong with going to any ball game, any 
practice where you, you know we can help out. Uh, the thing that where it crosses the line is, you know, you you, you never want or, or you, you cannot go approach a family, a mom or a dad or a brother, and and start talking directly about your school, that sport, and how much you see them playing for you type of deal. Uh, now, while you're there, if a parent were to come to you and approach you because you're in your school colors, like we are when we are on the playgrounds, you know, you can be very, very uh, vague. You don't want to get into a deep conversation. And you want to make sure that it's 100% about the admissions of your school and nothing about your sport. Um, and, and, and that's some of the keys that would, you know, through our athletic program when I talk to the coaches, you know, just don't want, I never want to interrupt. And under no circumstance are we ever allowed to talk about, like for me or for you with soccer, you're never allowed to talk to a parent, to anybody about how great your soccer program is. And, that you know, you want better guys in the community and I want you to come play for Coach Loretta. You know, that's not the conversation. Now, there's never a conversation I, tell, I explain to my coaches that they can go talk to a parent. But once again, if that parent comes to you and says, hey, Coach Loretta, how you doing? Um, you know, you can answer questions about the school you work for, but you can't really get into any sports conversations. Okay, so when can you talk about your program to, to the family? Well, that's where the open house, open houses, um, you know, you know, when they're having tours on campus and they have different things where they're promoting it, your admissions director is the one that can really talk the most about your sport. You know, you, you want to talk crazy now. When you really read deep into the LHSA um, recruiting rules, you cannot recruit a student athlete on your own campus for athletic purposes as a coach. What? And <laughs> if you if you look into the LHSA handbook, that's how things are. You know, it's all over. You know, I remember um, a few years ago, they had an AD and they had a couple of ADs going at it. And, uh, you know, when I was kind of, and no involved in what was going on. Uh, this was just a, just a few years back. And uh, they were bringing it to me. And then one of the things that we shed light on is our athletic director coming out from the LHS website. Basically, a recruiting violation would mean if you're trying to keep a kid in your school just for athletic purposes. So, you know, the whole everybody has feeder schools and everything like that. Yeah. So there's a little black and white in there that says that, you know, nobody can recruit for athletic purposes. So when I'm telling you what I encourage coaches and what I believe is right and what I've learned, be right or wrong, you know, it's still very vague when you deal with LHSA rules. Okay, but, uh, you know, I, I've seen – I mean, you and you and I were both in the same world. I mean, I see that rule being broken – then all the time and uh yep. what do you think is the biggest rule that's that's uh not followed or not enforced by the lhsa that's makes that makes all this so confusing well the biggest thing i mean it's very tough to enforce i mean we know in new orleans here you know it is very tough i mean our eighth graders that i have here they're contacted by multiple schools that may start at ninth grade and the way that some of the public schools think and it's crazy for me to say that uh, because usually it's not the private school sector that's on. 
in terms of the public school sector, once they go to your school for eighth grade, they're still being recruited uh, to go to ninth grade at one of the premier schools, uh, public schools that we have in the city. And it happens every year. So, um, you know, the biggest thing is, is into this things and the way to enforce it, I really don't see a way to enforce unless you get somebody in black and white on a phone conversation. I mean, it's just, it's very tough to prove it because it's weird first words. And, uh, you know, I, I don't see, you know, I'd love to have black and white with kid and can't do, but um, more clearer. And I try to uh, stay on top of it as much as I can. But I don't see a way that you can enforce some of the things that do happen that we see with our own eyes and just shake our head at. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, it, I thought, you know, I had you on the show to make things clearer. If anything, the opposite's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> really and truly. Uh, you know, you don't have to answer this question, but in your opinion, okay, I'm thankful. I'm think, I think God constantly that soccer hasn't been reduced to everybody gets a trophy, uh, public-private split. But uh, since we do have a public-private split, what would be the harm in allowing the private schools just to go ahead and, and recruit uh, since we split anyway? Well, you still have the, we still have the LHS and Embro. And, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the split. I don't think kids are, and I don't think most coaches are. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we are in the wall. So some of the biggest recruiting or illegal recruiting that's going on is going coming from uh, Orleans Parish. Uh, you know, in, in our area. So I, I think the split is uh, is an absolutely joke. Um, but, but, you know, I think that uh, soccer world, it, it's great to see, especially as the AD getting watched the last, you know, really year or so of soccer where it's amazing that everybody still competes, everybody can get along. And, and I don't see too many conflicts out there. And, uh, you know, if it was the split, it would water it down some more like it is in, other, in, in some of the other sports. What was your biggest – well, let's let's switch gears now. And now that you are an athletic director and you've been around the Catholic League your whole coaching career, so you've been around the Catholic – I mean, you know, soccer because the Catholic League mm -hmm. is like the heartbeat of Louisiana soccer, really, from, from the beginnings. Not not anymore. Uh, you know, I-10 is and I-20. But uh, what were your biggest surprises about uh, high school soccer, uh, positively and negatively, uh, in your first year on the job? You know, I think uh, so on, the, on the reverse side, the negative side is uh, you do see games where, I mean, it's obvious this is anything, but you see some once in a while you, you want to cross coaches that don't have full control of their team from a discipline standpoint that it carries over into a stand. You know, you have uh, some of them have uh, more parental support. What I have learned on the positive side now is how much how many good, organized, well-coached teams there are in, in the soccer world and how big it is, you know, with us as Del Sal, you know, being being one of them. Uh, from the time you get on the field and have pregame music playing, we have, and, you know, the kids, you know, it almost looks like minute by minute playing, and that's the way I kind of like it in the football world. And really looking at this uh, – Soccer or football world for you guys, but uh, it, it really is amazing that you know, hey, there is coaching going on, there is a lot of discipline, there is accountability. Um, you know, and the game is played right now, just like anything else. You run across some teams, like I said, negatively on the negative side, 
and you can just see a big difference. All you have to do is watch pregame warm-ups, and you'll see a big difference. And then the last thing that I learned about soccer is you could probably throw all that out the window if the other team's speaking nothing but a uh, different language. If they speak in all foreign language, if they all speak in Spanish, it would be pretty good. I have learned that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, uh, as I've learned the different languages that are on the field, is that, okay, uh, uh, if you're at, speaking English, it's a disadvantage, a heavy disadvantage, <laughs> you know, because everybody right. understands you, but you can't understand what they're saying. And, uh, no, that, and that's some of the best teams. And, and look, I was at a couple games this year, and it was just remarkable soccer. Uh, very, very good soccer. And, um, you know, there's good soccer played down here. And, and I got to check it out with my three-year-old on Saturday morning. So I get to see how many kids actually play soccer. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's really one of the, the, the um, really strong points of about the Orleans area, the Orleans-Jefferson corridor, is that we do have three-year-olds playing. And uh, and uh, and they're getting instructed. And that's the best time to learn a language is three, four, five, and the best time to learn soccer is is that time. And and I'm glad you're experiencing it from the bottom up. And uh, now with your son, are you getting a lot of dad coaching? Or are you getting a lot of professional coaching? That's one of my pet peeves in the sport right now. Well, I mean, he only only brought my dad to play around a little bit and run around and stay active. And um, you know, it, it it was a dad coaching, but it's also uh. You know, he's guys just doing some travel teams. Uh, we, were, we were fortunate. I think we were one of the fortunate teams uh, because a lot of other parents were wishing they were on this particular team. But uh, what I liked about it is, uh, you know, it's not – they're not just going out there playing games. You know, they're going through drills and they're doing the, – there was no – we went through a whole season. They didn't play a game. They're still practicing. So – and I know that's not the case in a, on, on a lot of them fields. Right. But um, – you know, but it was, but it's amazing that the turnout, you know, the turnout is truly amazing. It's, uh, you know, I can't go find a football game going on like that. <laughs> right. You know, with, with that going on there. Uh, so. Well, and, um, and, and, and finally, from your football perspective, okay, uh, uh, mm-hmm. were you expecting soccer to be quote unquote softer than it truly is or vice versa? You know, I think each program handles it different. You know, I mean, I look at Dillon South Soccer as being one of the most physical groups out there because of the pride that you put into and the stock you put into off-season training, and uh, just like you do in football. Overall, I was surprised to see, yes, the physicality of soccer. Um, you know, it's not much different. They, the better teams are going to be very physical. Um, you know, and then you, you also run into some teams. You can tell that's not don't have the off season program going on. Yep, and it winds up biting them in the playoffs year in and year out. <laughs> well, coach, yep, yep. Uh, I'm uh, just glad. I'm just glad that you know, as the athletic director at Dallas High School, our program is not one of them. Our program is a year round program. That, that it's just you know, I can't uh, you know, telling you as your boss, very first class. Uh, from the way you train them, from top, from the bottom up with weights, running, and the game of soccer. So it's pretty incredible, and it's great to have you, Coach Ritter, over here at Dallas Ohio. <laughs> well, I'm going to thank you uh, in public and the fact that a lot of the coaches who are listening to you 
are probably very jealous right now because a lot of the problems that we have is with either the front office or with support from the athletic department. You know, uh, like some of the public schools in the Orleans area, they have zero dollars in their budget when they when they walk out on the field and and they're coaching poor kids and and how you you know each game costs about one hundred and twenty dollars. And uh, so I appreciate the the fact that you support us uh, financially and also you know with your presence there. But uh, were you surprised to see how expensive soccer is? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is. It's it's uh it's not. It, it is. It is. And there's a lot of money that's uh generated from soccer, uh, not from a school standpoint, but from you know especially all these leagues and all they have. But everything co- everything costs money. Yeah, it sure does. Oh well, Coach. Well, thank you for your time. I know you, it's precious, and uh, and I hope you become an even bigger soccer fan in the next twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> thank right. you, Coach. I appreciate it. Yep. God bless you. Okay, and that was not pre-rehearsed, pre-recorded. I had no idea what he was going to say, and uh, uh, and I was honestly kind of nervous. <laughs> okay, uh, because uh, you know the people who are just he he's from the uh, the New Orleans football. Um, um, what is it? Society, you know, where you basically you're born uh, into a football and you and you go through the JPRD or uh, Nord ranks and you wind up at a high school and you and you play you play your career out and uh, and really um, since I do coach the kickers on a football team and I and I did go to LSU and coach kickers there and um and uh, and uh, I've been a wide receiver coach, tight end coach of Brother Martin and worked with Shaw a little bit. I'm telling you, from a football point of view, there's the football and then there's nothing else. I mean, basketball and baseball are considered to be off-season conditioning from a football mentality. And and uh, I'm really blessed in the fact that that's not how my AD is looking at it. He's checking out to see what I'm doing with the off-season, uh, you know, how I'm checking up, making sure the kids are playing club ball, or doing something with the ball, and, and making sure it's all legal, making sure everything is is on the up and up and uh, – uh, that's really it's really a, a pleasure because I talk to people all the time who are just they, they just throw their hands up in the air. It's like uh, it's bad enough I got to compete against these great programs, but then when I have to fight for pennies in the front office just to get my team to the stadium, uh, it gets to be very very frustrating indeed. So for all of you coaches who are fighting that battle, I tip my hat to you. Um, and uh, and all of you feel like throwing your hands up, don't. Okay, we have this show. Um, there's resources out here. There's no there's no reason for everybody to reinvent the wheel. Um, you can call me. I can put you in touch with a whole bunch of people that are probably with your demographics uh, that I know that have experience in starting a program. And everybody who's listening out there, it's it's really important that we don't compete against each other, um, and we compete with each other. There's nothing. There's a big difference between the two. Yes, keep score, and yes, you know, like if I'm going to be playing you, uh, if I'm playing Live Oak at Live Oak, I'm going for everything. But I'm not out to destroy their program to make mine better, and I'm not out to make his program worse to make mine better, you know, by illegally recruiting or by just trying to dismantle um, things from the out from the wrong, doing it the wrong way. Cheating, for example, is one good example. All this gamesmanship that's out there. Um, I think you beat a team straight up, uh, uh, then you've measured up, and the team that you just beat 
has to learn from it and become better. And um, I'll say this to the to my last breath: losing to Jesuit in my early days of coaching was one of the best things that happened to me because I either had to cho- choose to to cheat to win by recruiting, uh, which I didn't do, um, by cheating on the field, which I didn't do, which meant that. Okay, I had to make my players be able to compete with a school with that kind of prominence, uh, and uh, and and that that made all the difference. It made me a better coach. Okay, all you young coaches out there, chew on that for a little bit. Okay, uh, and just remember that the outcome of high school sport in. Um, and uh, uh, youth sport is producing a, a total person, a functional person, a person who's a good citizen, a person. I like to say this, uh, being that I'm in America, I want to. I'm going to have a kid that's going to heaven at the end of the day, and uh, um, uh, and a person that's just really going to going to be a, a great father or mother to their children. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, everybody, check out our Facebook Live. Our Facebook Live uh, today, we're going to be looking at the uh, U11 and U12 Bob Abbott Cup champions, basically the future of Louisiana soccer. Who are the teams that have, are, are clicking already in their youth careers uh, before we turn our attention to the U13s on up next month uh, and see who's going to represent us in Region 3. Anyhow, uh, um, I appreciate y'all letting me have a uh, Holy Week off. This is... Uh, um, the octave of Easter, hoping that your family had a blessed Easter and that all of you uh, continue to uh, become better every day of your lives. Carpe diem in Christ, and God bless you and your families. Take care until next week. This is Coach Derrida signing off.